0: section 10 of a holy life the beauty of christianity by john bunyan this librivox recording is in the public domain section 10 second those that religiously name the name of christ and do not depart from iniquity they are the cause of the perishing of many woe saith christ unto the world because of offenses matthew eighteen seven, and again woe to that man by whom the offense cometh these are they that cause many to stumble at sin and fall into hell hark you that are such what god says to you ye have caused many to stumble at the law and at religion malachi 2 8 men that are for taking of occasion you give it them men that would enter into the kingdom you puzzle and confound them with your iniquity while you name the name of Christ, and do not depart therefrom. One sinner destroyeth much good. These are the men that encourage the vile to be yet more vile. These be the men that quench weak desires in others. And these be the men that tempt the ignorant to harden themselves against their own salvation. A professor that hath not forsaken his iniquity is like one that comes out of the pesthouse, among the whole, with his plague swords running upon him. This is the man that hath the breath of a dragon. He poisons the air round about him. This is the man that lays his children, his kinsmen, his friend, and himself. What shall I say? A man that nameth the name of Christ, and that departeth not from iniquity, to whom may he be compared? The Pharisees, for that they professed religion but walked not answerable thereto. Unto what doth Christ compare them but to serpents and vipers? What does he call them but hypocrites, whited walls, painted sepulchres, fools and blind, and tells them that they made men more the children of hell than they were before? Matthew 23 Wherefore, such an one cannot go out of the world by himself. For as he gave occasion of scandal when he was in the world, so is he the cause of the damnation of many. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. Proverbs 11.30 But what is the fruit of the wicked, of the professors that are wicked? Why not to perish alone in their iniquity? Job 22.20 These, as the dragon, draw many of the stars of heaven and cast them to the earth with their most stinking tail. Revelations 12, 4 Cast many a professor into earthly and carnal delights, with their most filthy conversations. The apostles did not use to weep when he spake of these professors. Such offense he knew they were, and would be in the world. Acts 20, 30 Philippians 3, 18, 19 These are the chief of the engines of Satan. With these he worketh wonders, one Balaam, one Jeroboam, one Ahab. O how many fish bring such to Satan's net! These are the tares that he strives to sow among the wheat, for he knows they are mischief to it. Wherefore, let every one that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Fifth those that religiously name the name of Christ, and do not depart from iniquity, how will they die? And how will they look that man in the face, unto the profession of whose name they have entailed an unrighteous conversation? Or do they think that he doth not know what they have done, or that they may take him off, with a few cries and wringing of hands, when he is on the throne to do judgment against transgressors? Oh, it had been better they had not known! Had not professed, yea better they had never been born. For as Christ said of Judas, so may it be said of these. It had been good for that man if he had never been born. And as Christ says it had been good, so Peter says it had been better. Mark fourteen twenty one, second Peter two twenty and twenty one. Good they had not been born, and better they had not known and made profession of the name of Christ. But perhaps some may ask me, what iniquity they must depart from that religiously name the name of Christ? First, I answer first in general, those that religiously profess the name of Christ must depart from all iniquity. They should lay aside every weight. They should fly all appearance of evil. Hebrews 12.2, 1 Thessalonians 5.22 Many there be that are willing to depart with some sins some pleasures, some unjust profits, if they may be saved. But this selling of all, parting with all, forsaking of all, is a very hard chapter. And yet the Lord Jesus lays it there, saying so likewise, whosoever he be of you, of any of you that professeth my name, that forsaketh not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. Luke 14.33 Christ by this text requireth more of them that are his than to forsake all iniquity. Wherefore, to be sure, every sin is included. No less than universal obedience will prove a man sincere. A divided heart is a faulty one. Hosea ten two. 2 He that forsaketh not every sin is partial in the law, nor can he have respect to all God's commandments. Job twenty thirteen. John fourteen twenty one through 24 There can be no true love to Christ where there are reserves. He that will hide any one sin in his bosom, or that will keep it, as the phrase is, under his tongue, is a secret enemy to Jesus Christ. He loveth not Christ that keepeth not his sayings. To halt between two is naught, and no man can serve two masters. Christ is a Master And sin is a master. Yea, and masters are they so opposite, that he that at all shall cleave to the one shall by the other be counted his enemy. If sin at all be countenanced, Christ counts himself despised. What man would count himself beloved of his wife that knows she hath a bosom for another? Thou shalt not be for another man, saith he, so will I be for thee. Hosea 3 3. Would the king count him a loyal subject, who would hide in his house, nourish in his bed, and feed at his table, one that implacably hateth and seeketh to murder his majesty? Why, sin is such an enemy to the Lord Jesus Christ, therefore, as kings command that traitors be delivered up to justice, so Christ commands that we depart from iniquity. Take away all iniquity is a good prayer. And to resist unto blood, striving against sin, is a good warfare. And he that brings every thought to the obedience of Christ gets a brave victory. Hosea 14.2, Hebrews twelve four, Second 2 Corinthians 10.5 Grace leaveneth the whole soul, and so consequently all the parts thereof. Now where the whole is leavened, the taste must needs be the same throughout grace leaves no power faculty or passion of the soul unsanctified wherefore there is no corner in a sanctified soul where sin may hide his head to find rest and abode without control consequently he that has a harbor for this or that sin and that can find a hiding place and an abode for it in his heart is no christian man let them then that christianly name the name of christ Make it manifest that they do not do it fiendly by departing from iniquity. But, second, and more particularly, that they name the name of Christ as above, let them depart from their constitution sin, or, if you will, the sin that their temper most inclines them to. Every man is not alike inclined to the same sin, but some to one and some to another. Now let the man that professes the name of Christ religiously consider with himself unto what sin or vanity am I most inclined. Is it pride? Is it covetousness? Is it fleshly lusts? And let him labor by all means to leave off and depart from that. This is that which David called his own iniquity, and saith, I was also upright before him, and I kept myself from mine iniquity. Psalms 18.23. Rightly are these to put together, for it is not possible that he should be an upright man that indulgeth, or countenanceth, his constitution sin. But on the contrary, he that keeps himself from that will be upright as to all the rest. And the reason is, because if a man has that grace, as to trample upon and mortify his darling, his bosom, his only sin, he will more easily and more heartily abhor and fly the rest. And indeed, if a man will depart from iniquity, he must depart from his darling sin first, for as long as that is entertained, the others, at least those that are most suiting with that darling, will always be haunting of him. There is a man that, has such and such haunt his house, and spend his substance, and would be rid of them but cannot. But now let him rid himself of that, for the sake of which they haunt his house, and then he shall with case be rid of them. Thus it is with sin. There is a man that is plagued with many sins, perhaps because he embraceth one. Well, let him turn that one out of doors, and that is the way to be rid of the rest. Keep thee from thy darling, thy bosom, thy constitution's sin." motives to prevail with thee to fall in with this exhortation are several one there can be no great change appear in thee make what profession of christ thou wilt unless thou cast away thy bosom sin a man's constitution sin is as i may call it his visible sin it is that by which his neighbors know him and describe him whether it be pride covetousness lightness or the like now if these abide with thee though thou shouldest be much reformed in thy notions and in other parts of thy life, yet say thy neighbors, He is the same man still. His faith has not saved him from his darling. He was proud afore, and is proud still, was covetous afore, and is covetous still, was light and wanton afore, and is so still. He is the same man, though he has got a new mouth. But now... If thy constitution sin be parted with, if thy darling be cast away, thy conversation is apparent, it is seen of all, for the casting away of that is death to the rest, and ordinarily makes a change throughout. 2. So long as thy constitution sin remains, as winked at by thee, so long thou art an hypocrite before God. Let thy profession be what it will. Also, when conscience shall awake, and be commanded to speak to thee plainly what thou art, it will tell thee so, to thy no little vexation and perplexity. 3. Besides, do what thou canst, so long as thou remainest, thus thou wilt be of a scandalous life. No honor is brought to religion by such. But, again, as they that name the name of Christ should depart from their constitution sin, so they should depart from the sins of other men's tempers also. Much harm among professors is done by each other's sins. There is a man that has clean escaped from those who live in error, has shaken off the carnal world, and the men thereof, and is come among professors. But, behold, there also he meeteth with wicked men, with men that have not departed from iniquity, and there he is entangled. This is a sad thing and yet so it is i doubt there are some in the world i mean professors that will curse the day that ever they were acquainted with some professors there are professors that are defilers professors that are wicked men professors of whom a wicked man may learn to sin jeremiah 5:26 2:33 take heed of these lest having fled from thine own sins thou shouldest be taken with the sins of others be not partakers of other men's sins, is the counsel and caution that Paul giveth to Timothy. If he would keep himself pure. 1 Timothy 5.22 4. Dost thou profess the name of Christ, and dost thou pretend to be a man departing from iniquity? Then take heed, thou dost not deceive thyself, by changing one bad way of sinning for another bad way of sinning. This was a trick that Israel played of old. For when God's prophets followed them hard with demands of repentance and reformation, then they would gad about to change their ways. Jeremiah 2.36 But, behold, they would not change a bad way for a good, but one bad way for another, hopping as the squirrel from bough to bough, but not willing to forsake the tree. Hence they were said to return, but not to the Most High. Take heed, I say, of this. Many leave off to be drunkards, and fall in with covetousness. Many fall off from covetousness to pride and lasciviousness. Take heed of this. Hosea 7.16 This is a grand deceit, and a common one too. A deceit of a long-standing and almost a disease epidemical among professors. Many times men change their darling sins, as some change wives and servants, that which would serve for such an one this year may not serve to be so for the year ensuing. Hypocrisy would do a while ago, but now debauchery. Profaneness would do when profaneness was in fashion, but now a deceitful profession. Take heed, Professor, that thou dost not throw away thy old darling sin for a new one, Men's tempers alter. Youth is for pride and wantonness. Middle age for cunning and craft. Old age for the world and covetousness. Take heed, therefore, of deceit in this thing. 5. Dost thou profess the name of Christ, and dost thou pretend to be a man departing from iniquity? Take heed, lest thy departing from iniquity should be but for a time. Some do depart from iniquity, as persons in wrangling fits depart from one another, to wit, for a time. But when the quarrel is over, by means of some intercessor, they are reconciled again. O Satan is the intercessor between the soul and sin. And though the breach between these two may seem to be irreconcilable, yea, though the soul hath sworn it will never give countenance to so vile a thing as sin is more. Yet he can tell how to make up this difference, and to fetch them back to their vomit again, who, one would have thought, had quite escaped his sins and been gone. Second Peter 2.18-22 Take heed, therefore, O professor, for there is danger of this, and the height of danger lies in it, and I think that Satan, to do this thing, makes use of those sins again. To begin this rejoinder, which he findeth most suitable to the temper and constitution of the sinner. These are, as I may call them, the master sins. They suit. They jump with the temper of the soul. These, as the little end of the wedge, enter with ease, and so make way for those that come after, with which Satan knows he can rend the soul in pieces. Wherefore? 6. To help this, Take heed of parleying with thy sins again. When once thou hast departed from them, sin has a smooth tongue. If thou hearken to its enchanting language ten thousand to one, but thou art entangled. See the saying of the wise man. With her much fair speech she caused him to yield. With the flattering of her lips she forced him. He goeth after her straightway, as an ox goeth to the slaughter. Or as a fool to the correction of the stocks, Proverbs seven twenty one twenty two, he heard her charm and by hearing is noosed, and led away to her house, which is the way to hell, going down to the chambers of death. Verse twenty seven, take heed therefore of listening to the charms wherewith sin enchanteth the soul. In this be like the deaf adder, stop thine ear, plug it up to sin and let it only be open to hear the words of god end of section 10 recording by scarlet louisiana